another edition of An Artifactual Journey. I'm your host, Philip J. Merrill, and today we're beyond excited because we're going to talk to some folks that are on the cutting edge of merging history with present day and future activities. None other than, could you identify yourselves, please? I'm Donald, Donald Jones. And? Philip Mallory Jones. And the name of your organization? Alchemy Media Publishing. So we are with Alchemy Media Publishing, and I'm here to tell you that I am huge fans of this groundbreaking work that these two brothers are doing with regard to the Bronzeville District, yes, in Chicago. And no, we're not talking about Bronzeville in Wisconsin. We're talking about the Bronzeville in Chicago. So um, for, for people that don't know, can either one of you just give me a, a brief bit on what is the Bronzeville district? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bronzeville really uh, came into its own in the first half of the 20th century as uh, Black folks were moving in droves from the South to the Northern cities. It was, it was kind of a, a, a natural... Uh, destination point from Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, all, all through the South that, you know, going up on the rail to Chicago for better opportunities. Okay, that's um, great. Can I get something from you, Philip, to get the brothers going here? <laughs> Bronzeville became a, a incubator and a, a uh, what do you call it, a boiling pot for black ingenuity, creativity, enterprise, innovation. Because of Jim Crow segregation, there was only one place to live in Chicago, and that was in the Black Belt, which became known as Bronzeville, until everybody was there. All these influences and geniuses were in close proximity and feeding off each other and inspiring each other and in the process, created the modern U.S. world in terms of uh, the, the cultural invention, the uh, dynamic uh, economic development that happened in that very confined neighborhood in these 50 or so years that, that we're talking about. And that, that environment and built by that uh, socio-political uh, situation really created uh, new things in, in terms of uh, art and culture and thinking and politics uh, in this country that spread out to the, to the rest of the world. Okay, that, that's great. And in preparing for this uh, presentation with, with um, Alchemy Media today, I was looking at some key phrases that have identified, and I wanted to bounce it off with the two of you. What's your feeling about the terminology darky town, black ghetto, the black belt, when it comes to uh, identifying uh, Bronzeville? These are, these are white people's terms. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. No. <laughs> That's not how the people who live there talked about it. Although, you know, it was impossible not to deal with the 
definitions and labels put on by the larger white society, still the people who lived in the neighborhood had their own perception of it. Okay, that's great. Uh, Don, do you want to say anything about that? No, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. Uh, um, that, that, was a, that was a white invention. Okay. And, um, really, really impacted the, the residents only as all aspects of Jim Crow impacted the residents. Right, right, right. And so um, let's really get into this because we're, we're, we're moving along nicely here. Um, on the split screen, I'm sharing a very rare photograph from one of the leading um, African-American photographers in uh, Chicago. It was the Worthington studio. Um, and what do either one of you glean from interpreting this very powerful image right here? Yeah, I, I th this, this, uh, image really speaks to the um, the period and the um, the whole uh, cause of our uh, of alchemy's existence. Uh, our parents were part of the uh, initial wave, or actually their parents were, of of uh, black folks who came to Chicago in the teens. So both of our parents were born in Chicago in the 20s. Mm. And uh, so when we see this kind of multi-generational photograph of, of Black folks uh, of that period, it just harkens so to the stories that we heard as children of, of um, you know, what it was like uh, in 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 Chicago and Bronzeville during this period. I mean, I think this this image is is striking and uh, and wonderful. Plus, this Worthington Studio, as you know, is uh, is was was a premier photographer on the South Side, and this and this location at Forty Seventh and State Street is right in the heart of Bronzeville. And hence is why we selected it for this um, this morning's. Uh... Um, interview. Um, Phil, you want to throw in anything? This this photograph, uh, these three generations, as Don mentioned, really speaks to how we grew up understanding our family, our community, the larger African-American community in Chicago. That is, it is multi-generational. We grew up with grandparents, great-grandparents in the house. So that, that connection to the generational uh, survival and thriving was ingrained in us and, and became really foundational, understanding that we were part of a lineage mm. and we have a responsibility and an opportunity to extend that and to celebrate that and to be sure that the awareness and understanding and appreciation of that is passed on to the next generations. That's so well said, both of you. And I just have to chime in that uh, I too was fortunate to have a great grandmother in my house that impacted me so much so that I named my company, Nanny Jack and Company, after her nickname. So uh, what you're saying resonates 
uh, rather strongly with my heartbeat of existence and my family. So kudos to both of you for saying that. And I, I just wish that we could go back in time and we are in a moment and sit at the foot of the, the elder statesman in this photograph because you, you just know that she could impart wisdom, uh, life's experiences and mother wit and just, uh, you know, I would have been a sponge trying to soak up every bit of her, her journey up until posing for this magnificent photograph. Also in part, uh, fire and brimstone and, and the requirement of standing up and getting things done. You know, that old woman is fierce. No doubt, no doubt. True that. (laughs) And from that comes uh, a great sense of uh, self and purpose and standing on the earth and and being one's own person and and the the importance of that. May the church say amen. Amen. Okay, so with that said, I think we could just segue on into um, the real uh, focus of... uh, our conversation today. So um, I'll let one of you start with uh, your magnificent concept. I uh, selected uh, several images that are are fundamental to the development of Time Machine, Bronzeville Between the World Wars that uh, speak to this conversation and particularly to this photograph. This is titled New Arrivals. Yes. And it speaks to that shock of the migrants coming from the South to what is hyped as the Mecca for Black people in the early 20th century and finding a different world than what might have been expected. And so here we are. Um, th- this this just mesmerizes me on so many levels. I'm I'm spellbound. There's there's so much uh, visual candy here to digest that one doesn't know where to start. And and keep in mind that this is one frame of an animation. So the the uh, the stories and the scenes and the dramas that play out in Time Machine, you know, they're animations. And they have characters that move and speak and interact. And so this is one moment in this particular uh, segment of the the piece. And if I could chime in, the attention to detail is absolutely magnificent. Uh, From the the, uh, paint peeling on the uh, old-fashioned radiator to the cracked walls to um, having a uh, a commercial calendar on the wall, uh, and then of course having the white picture of Jesus Christ. Um, I, I mean, you literally have zipped me back into uh, that period in a magnificent way. And in the in the uh, realized piece, of course, there'll be sound. Yes. So you have the sound from the street. You have the sound from the interior of this tenement building. Uh, oh, it's a noisy place. Correct. And, yeah. Uh, and and then there's this quiet moment of this small family in this strange world. And what are they going to do? 
yeah. I'm looking at her face, um, and, and I'm just trying to imagine the level of uh, concern, confusion, awkwardness, stress, and just what is the next step on this journey that we now are are involved in. Yeah, you know, this the whole idea of Time Machine, Bronzeville Between the World Wars, is um, to introduce um, another way of storytelling. Uh, using technology as, as it exists now to be able to extend the power of storytelling. How often have, have any of us thought, I wonder what it would have been like? Yes, yes. And so, you know, this form of immersive storytelling Oh my! Uh, using today's technology, actually game technology, yes, uh, is 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 a uh, a really uh, next gen, cutting edge kind of way to approach sharing those important stories that really need to be told. So not here. only do they need to be told, but I, I think that the methodology that is being employed by Alchemy will uh, prayerfully reach. Uh, new audiences uh, that may not have ever been interested, but now through Precisely. this technology can feel connected and may cause them to want to learn um, a little bit more about their own personal family's experiences. Mm. Precisely. Yes, sir. Precisely. And I'm, I'm just looking again, uh, kudos. <laughs> the, I'm looking at the attention to detail with the bricks, um, you know, the bricks and mortar with, with the, the T-shirt on the, with the gentleman on the motorcycle and the, the 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 pregnant woman and just the gentleman with his spectator two-tone shoes on up on the steps playing the guitar. I mean, I feel as if I am right there um, in in Broadville. And and each of these figures in this in this particular scene, they all have backstories. Yeah. And they and they this is a neighborhood, so they connect to other characters in other scenes. Yeah, yeah. And this is a neighborhood, and so the gentleman with the guitar—that's Sweet Willie Rosedale, and he's an itinerant blues man that travels around up and down the the uh, Illinois Central Line between Chicago and New Orleans. And lovely. I mean, how authentic, how authentic is that? I mean, I, I want to hear his music. Yes, and in the piece. You will. Right, exactly. That's why I said, yeah. Lays and sings. I love it. I love it. So w with regard to the time machine, um, w what caused the two of you to create this? I know you talked about growing up in um, Chicago and your, and your family and so forth, but what in today's world uh, gave the two of you this aha moment to say, okay, we need to do this? Well, I, I, I think... You, you said it exactly right. The fact is, we're storytellers. Okay. And and we founded uh, Alchemy Media Publishing Company with the idea of telling and sharing those stories that are important, and for the reasons you state, you know, so that so that the next generations will understand as well. And so, you know, we have the good fortune of uh, Philip and his uh, illustrious career uh, in media art. And we've been able to uh, 
develop this kind of new way to explore this this, this genre. Okay, so with, with that said, I, I, I want to put a, numerous plugs out, but how can the people that are, are checking us out uh, reach you, uh, donate to your Kickstarter campaign, or just become avid fans that you know can, can we can we give up some some uh details of how well the most the most important thing now is that we are in the uh in the midst of a of a kickstarter campaign to support uh time machine bronzeville between the world wars and um it's a short campaign mm-hmm. so uh we would encourage anyone who's interested in seeing this kind of project and this kind of development happen to go to Kickstarter. And it's easy to search uh, for Time Machine and uh, click on the Time Machine Bronzeville Between the World War Project and you can pledge in any amount uh, right there uh, on the project. Uh, it's, It's important that we, you know, show this enthusiasm early and often for this kind of, or this kind of, uh, for, for what we're trying to get accomplished. And um, uh, Philip, would you like to add a piece to that? What your brother said? I was uh, uh, thinking about what Don said uh, a moment ago about we are storytellers. Yes. And this this uh, particular image. It is about storytelling. It's called story time. (laughs) And it actually comes out of our history, our relative uh, back a few generations. Lieutenant Rawls was a Buffalo soldier. He fought on the plains against the native peoples of, of the Western Plains. He rode into Mexico with his, with his troop chasing Pancho Villa during the Mexican American War, he went to Cuba, mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, you know with that expeditionary force and fought in Cuba, and then in his later years he came to uh, to visit his his next generations of family and related to them. Uh, about his career as a Buffalo soldier and the places he went and the things he saw. So this idea of storytelling to us is about telling these stories from the inside out, right? Telling the stories that circulate within families. Yes, yes. Stories that are learned at, literally at mother's and grandmother's knee. Amen. And, and how this legacy and this tradition, in fact, is passed through our own family and many other families by word of mouth. People who were there, who lived it, pass it on to subsequent generations. That's so, so, if we could, so if we can now employ the kinds of tech, technological advances, advances that, that are available to us to help extend these stories, and make them more accessible to the next generation, meeting them where they are, 
Um, you That's know, critical. These, That's these critical kids, to meet these, them where they are. That's critical. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these kids are on these iPads and, you know, laptops all day long. Right. And, if, you know, so if we, if we can present it in a way with which they're familiar. Um, I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love the cars yeah. alone and the, the, the historic drift, the way they, they drape down with the clothing. I mean, this is just yeah. outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, again, I, I just, I just, um, I, I can't, I can't um, suggest more strongly that people go to Kickstarter now. You know, search. It's easy enough to find. Time Machine, Bronzeville Between the World Wars, and you know, check out the page. Okay, um, and also there's, there's, there's a great video there. There's several great videos there. Really tell the story of this project, the history of the project, and um, any any support. Is is more than welcome. Can they follow you on on different social media platforms? Like, are you on Twitter or or Instagram or you? We're we're on, we're, on, we're on Facebook. Okay. Um, time Time Machine Bronzeville Between the World Wars is on Facebook. Okay. And each of us, Donald Brooks Jones, Philip Mallory Jones, are there as well. LinkedIn as well. Okay. So you know we're we're easy to find. Well, we look forward to being a. Uh... Uh, a partner in helping this outstanding effort um, uh, come to proper fruition. We're going to spread the word. Obviously, we're going to follow you on all your different uh, social uh, media platforms. And I really want to continue this conversation at a later time as things continue to progress, because um, I I just live and breathe this kind of stuff 24-7, 365. And it's 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 really a gift from above to to meet brothers that are talented as the two of you are that embody the spirit of what Nanny Jack and Company LLC is all about, and we want to be able to to work with Time Machine to make it uh, something that everyone across not only America but around the globe is talking about because as you know, um, uh, uh, our history is uh international and often people that don't look like us are more enamored and concerned and are interested in supporting our endeavors than we are you know you're preaching to the choir here (laughs) and and and, uh, you know we uh, i could speak for phil i'm sure you know we look forward to coming back and talking about it again okay so Um, i do i do have one um one question for both of you uh can we can start off with who, who's older, by the way, in this sibling situation here? Okay, you are. Okay, so we'll, we'll defer to the elder. Um, do, do you have one theme, genre, or, uh, or aspect of Bronzeville that you really, I know you love it all, as we all do, but is one segment of it just really hit you upside your head more than the other component? The, the overall art world, of Bronzeville in the in the early 20th century uh, very in, is in, very intriguing to me, and the those personalities, though that collection of geniuses, okay. their invention, that that uh, that catalytic environment that they were in, uh, really really speaks to me and that comes a lot out of personal history yes i was a student at the uh south side community arts center 
when I was very, very young, right? My mother dragged me there. To, <laughs> and she was a part of the founding of the Southside Community Arts Center, you know, 20 years earlier, as was our father. Uh, our father, painter, sculptor, musician, uh, you know, our mother, writer, poet, novelist, you know, educator, right? These people, the, the people who were part of the Chicago Renaissance were their friends, right? Who they went to grade school and high school with and who came to our house. I was going to say, I bet they came to your house, yes. yes. We went to their studios, you know, these were personal friends. And so their, their lives, their struggles, their genius inventions were part of our growing up and and considered by us to be critical information to convey that we have done this before we have done in all kinds of things before the present situation is what it is but black people as a history and as communities have done have done great things by ourselves for ourselves and that's that's critical to convey we know how to do stuff and we have done it I, I love it. You said that so, so fabulously. Uh, and we'll wrap up with you, Don, go ahead. What you got? Uh, once again, it, uh, Kickstarter is king right now for us. Okay, so one last plug. Put out, put out how they can reach your Kickstarter. Go to kickstarter.com. Search for Time Machine, Bronzeville Between the World Wars. Take a look at the page. And if you're so moved, support us. Okay, so I'm I'm asking everyone that will check this out to please support Time Machine and Kickstarter. These are some talented brothers doing uh, critical work that will have a long-lasting effect on improving our society. So amen to them and to all the people that will donate to the Kickstarter Time Machine. So this concludes an episode of An Artifactual Journey. We will continue to uncover history around the globe with exciting people doing great work. Thank you, my brothers. Thank you.